You're listening to the Side Geek Central podcast, episode number 23. Quick, what do these three things have in common? Britney Spears, Taylor Swift, and the Backstreet Boys. What do you think? What's your answer? Well, besides the fact that all are pop culture icons, they all have one thing in common. They've all been subjects of today's guest Instagram posts and blog posts. And get this, the content that my guest is publishing on her feed and on her blog has really has nothing to do with what Britney's waning career has been doing or what restaurant Taylor Swift was frequenting or what crazy outfit Nick Carter was wearing yesterday. No, that would be way too basic for my guest today. Instead, today, my guest uses the power of these pop culture icons to teach you how to be a better marketer with wit, humor, and a touch of sass. Today's guest is Brienne Fleming, and guys, I am beyond excited for this episode today. You are in for a real treat. The reason why I'm fangirling so hard about today's episode is because I think Brienne is a genius when it comes to creating a compelling story for your side gig or personal brand by using one of your passions to illustrate it. And for Brienne, that passion happens to be all things pop culture, and more specifically, 90s to early 2000s nostalgia. And believe me, Brienne's got the content to back it up. True story, as I was looking at her account on Instagram for some content ideas for this intro, no fooling, her last Instagram uh, story had a question box that said, ask me anything about marketing or Backstreet Boys. I mean, do you not already love this girl or what? I, I definitely do. Brienne teaches courses on advertising and social media at the University of Florida and is the host of the Making the Brand podcast, where she chats about pop culture trends, past and present, and clever marketing strategies that will help you build your own audience of adoring fans. She also does consulting for clients in the boutique fitness industry and has recently launched a course called Crush Your Content Calendar, which helps people and brands establish a system for content creation. And for the record, I am obsessed with Brienne's podcast titles. She's got titles like how to market yourself like Elle Woods, what bloggers can learn from Carrie Bradshaw, and this Backstreet Boys song is actually about marketing. Just, her titles are so good. <laughs> so let's go ahead and dig out your Motorola Razor phones from the junk drawer, your Backstreet Boys posters that are hiding in the basement, I know you had at least one, and your Central Perk mugs from the dishwasher because today we're traveling down the 90s pop culture rabbit hole in search of some serious side gig marketing strategies. You're listening to the Side Gig Central podcast, where we truly believe that your side gig has the power to change your life. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, and I'm a small business owner and side gig hustler just like you. I'm so excited to help you redefine what success looks like in today's gig economy. Listen in on honest conversations that I have with the experts and from hardworking side gig entrepreneurs just like you who are killing it with their side hustle. Learn the best strategies, tips, and tricks that have helped others pave their own way and craft their dream side gig. So if you're ready to get started, up your game and do the work, you're definitely in the right place. Let's get started. 
Welcome to the show, Brienne. This episode is finally happening, and I cannot even believe my just my sheer excitement over today. So welcome, Brienne. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I so appreciate that introduction. It's Yeah. And (laughs) you know what? And and it's so funny. We were chatting just before we we hit record on this episode. And I told Brienne, is it weird that I feel like I know you really well, even though A, I've never talked to you before. And B, we've like never met in real life. It's just because we've been going back and forth over the DMs in Instagram. And that is how well Brienne shows up for her brand. So if that's any (laughs) testament to uh to how well you uh you know your craft so um brianne tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself how you got started in your business and where and how you ended up where you are today yeah well i guess i'll start with where all of the pop culture love started happening i mean i have vivid memories as a kid with my dad just giving me $20 for me and my cousin to go to the mall every weekend, every other weekend. And I would buy a CD. And if I had a few dollars left, I would buy a magazine like Tiger Beat or Teen Beat or oh, <laughs> yes. those magazines from back so in the day. So right. Yes. Yeah. And I just fell in love with not only just the people in the magazines, but the layouts, the photography, the writing, the captions, the ads, all of it. So I have just always loved pop culture, and I knew I wanted to get into a creative type of field. So when I went to college, I studied advertising and public relations and really stayed on that path. But when I graduated, I spent a lot of my time climbing a corporate ladder. And it had its ups and downs, but I always had this sort of side gig idea on my heart where I wanted to branch out and start my own business. And it really didn't hit me until I started teaching online courses in advertising and social media for the University of Florida. And I was doing that at the same time that I was working uh, in this corporate environment. And I said, you know what? I could take everything I'm teaching in my classes and I could just be doing this myself with my own clients and my own brand. So I decided to take the leap and I've been freelancing, but more recently, I've been shifting and taking on, uh, you know, podcast projects like this and doing more of uh, consulting and coaching versus working one-on-one and actually doing the marketing myself. I enjoy more so teaching and equipping people with how to make their brand shine. Oh, so genius. I love the <laughs> fact that you use, well, there's a couple of things that I love. The first is that you are using your experience in the corporate world to then actually leverage a brand for yourself. I feel mm-hmm. like um, this is a recurring theme. When mm-hmm. I talk to entrepreneurs like yourself, they have started in a corporate position, but then it's like, why am I building somebody else's dream? Why am I building right. or lining some somebody else's pockets is really the other part of it too. And it's like, you are taking those skills and the things that you're really passionate about and building your own sandcastle, if you will, which I think is genius. But, um, yeah, I love it. I love it. So talking about, obviously we're going to get really big into pop culture today, which is, uh, amazing. And (laughs) you use it so well to illustrate your brand, who you are, what your brand is and your voice. So 
I feel like I need to ask you this question. Who mm-hmm. is your most referenced celebrity on your blog, on your Instagram feed or your social media? Who is like your go-to celebrity Ooh. that you reference <laughs> all the time? Well, the Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears, the whole boy band era, all of that really has my heart. I am just a total fangirl when it comes to that stuff. So I reference them a lot, but I think what I reference the most is actually the TV show Friends. I mean, it's so iconic, but it's so easy to reference because, you know, you have 10 seasons of characters and stories and scenarios, and I always find ways to take a moment or a character or something from that show and relate it back to (laughs) a marketing lesson, like the Christmas card one that you read with Ross. Yes, yes. It's just so fun. Exactly. We're going to get into that Christmas card uh, comment a little bit later, but um, (laughs) I do want to talk about actually specific specifically because you know I troll your Instagram feed the one that the post that you did and it said Phoebe is like Facebook it was it was correlating each friend's character to a social media so can you Mm -hmm. just for the listeners who (laughs) don't already uh troll your Instagram like I do but you should Mm -hmm. all definitely follow Brienne I'm gonna send you the deets (laughs) at the end of this episode but um go into Brienne a little bit more of uh the correlation between each character and what they are social media. Yeah. So I was, <laughs> these are thoughts that keep me up when I'm trying to fall asleep. I had this idea for this tweet. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have to, <laughs> yeah. I have to tweet this. this is going to be so fun. So if every friend's character were a social media platform, Rachel would be Instagram. Phoebe would be Facebook. Monica would be Pinterest. Chandler would be Twitter. Joey would be YouTube and Ross would be LinkedIn. And I tweeted this and I kind of left it open for interpretation. I didn't really elaborate on it at all in my tweet. That's all it said. And it is actually my highest performing post on Twitter. People were just like, oh my gosh, the accuracy. And then I ended up unpacking it for everyone on my blog. But I think you can just kind of make your own uh, opinions about why each character represents those platforms. So it's things like that that I love to do is just take social and try to relay it back to an example that we all know and understand versus some typical textbook examples. Oh, it's so genius. It's ab- <laughs> it is absolutely genius. I'm like bowing down to your genius right oh now because there's so many different elements of it that I love because it not only prompts a response from Mm -hmm. your followers right so you're like actually conversing back and forth with people that are following you on social media and also following your blog but then Mm -hmm. it's also you're just adding personality to (laughs) to what you're posting which I think is so important and I think a lot of brands which is ironically our topic for today a lot of brands kind of like maybe miss that mark or side gig entrepreneurs who are just starting out maybe Mm -hmm. miss that mark a little bit because they're like oh is business it's serious like yeah Yeah. it is it is serious but you can still have fun with it which is our Mm -hmm. theme for today fun okay so let's get into (laughs) the difference between marketing and branding let's get back to basics here so I want to actually start off with a little bit of a story and I'm okay. sorry Brianne you're gonna have to sit through my story here I would love to I'm having but, fun so. <laughs> okay good so about a year ago so I became painfully aware that I needed a personal brand all of a sudden like what like I 
I need a personal brand. Everyone's like, oh, what's your personal brand? I'm like, I, I don't know. Like in order to stay relevant, I feel like that's what you need and needed. So I didn't really have one uh, on social media and I was really active on my website, which was Trainer Diva, which is a personal training company. And it was really tied into the identity of being a personal trainer, right? Mm -hmm. And I felt like really wrapped up in that identity. But I, as a person, like I was evolving, right? I was kind of starting a second chapter. I was a lot wiser than I was back in 2008. So I wanted yeah. to kind of go through like this reinvention of myself and like really find out, okay, what makes me tick and what is my personal brand? So, um, that has really been top of mind for me, especially when starting this side gig of a side gig central podcast. So, um, so tell me about the daunting task of creating a personal brand. It number one sounds really scary. Mm -hmm. How the heck do you do it? And (laughs) it feels so broad, right? It just feels broad and very difficult. So how can we like lean into who we are already in order to create an authentic brand that people actually care about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we make it harder than it needs to be. We hear this term personal brand and, and we make it seem daunting when for me, I feel like at the end of the day, it's just like you said, leaning into who you already are and letting that shine. So branding, that's that's really the, the difference between branding and marketing. Anyone can market because marketing is the tactics of of promoting something. It's, it's being on social media and, uh, creating content, but you're not telling a consistent story about who you are. Branding is what's going to represent who you are as a person and and what you want to represent and where people really get to know you. So, so many people just jump right into trying to market themselves and doing all the things and the tactics without defining who they are and really doing some soul searching. So, What I found is when I left the corporate world, I said, oh gosh, all right, I am teaching online courses for UF, so I'm a professor. I also had a pop culture blog that had nothing to do with marketing. It was just for fun. And then I had this like personal Instagram account. So I started making all of these different accounts and it was exhausting because I was the professor over here. I was the fangirl blogger over here. And then family and friends were on my personal account. And I said, this is just, this is just exhausting. I feel like three different versions of myself. So yes, my advice is to lean into who you already are. And for me, that was okay. I know I love marketing. I know I love pop culture. Let me just take these two things that I love and combine them and just use this as my differentiator. And it took the pressure off. And it also just made me feel like even more of myself. And I think it's, it's just a way to stand out because you have your own personality traits and things that you love that you just need to pull out and not be afraid to share with other people. Yeah, that is 100% on point. And I think too, that makes your brand that you're creating more captivating, more compelling, more Mm -hmm. like, yeah, give me some of that. Like, let me, I get, I legit get excited when you post something on your Instagram because I, no, 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 because I, 
I know I am number one going to be entertained. Number two, <laughs> I'm going to learn something. And number three, I may or may not have a little chuckle at what <laughs> what you just posted, right? So goals, I yes. it is hashtag, yes hashtag goals. So I again I really really appreciate the thought and care that mm-hmm. you put into everything that you're putting out there, and I think it should be a lesson for all of us to mm-hmm. really have our personalities infused into our, to be frank, educational materials, because you are actually a legit professor. I am not, <laughs> but I would like to be a professor of side gigs, but I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like coming up with that, like, Uh, persona, I guess you could say, (laughs) and putting that out there on social media, but you're actually doing it in a really successful and entertaining way, which I love. So anyway, you guys, Uh, I I cannot fangirl enough about Brienne. (laughs) This is just, this is just one big love fest right here. So (laughs) I mean, on that point, I mean, it just feels like everyone is creating this facade about who they are. Like I, when I was trying to be this professor person, like, yeah, I'm I'm a professor, but even in my lectures, like that's how I engage with my students is I'll use pop culture references to humanize myself and to help them understand. So the moment you, you stop putting on this facade thinking, oh, you have to be this perfect professor or this perfect employee or whatever, and just show more of yourself that's how you win. And there's this, this author that I love before we move on. um, Her name is Sally Hogshead and look her up. She is amazing. She has this uh, really wonderful Ted talk that I can share with you and her piece of advice that really was a light bulb moment for me. She says, don't change who you are, become more of who you are. And that's what I started doing. I said, okay, I love pop culture. I love all these other things. I'm just going to become more of, of what I love. And that's really just what everyone should really try to do. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and what is the, uh, what is the name of the book or, or I'm sorry, not the book, the Ted talk. Um, I think it's actually on success.com. I'll have to look it up. Nice. I don't think it's specifically a Ted talk, but her book is called how the world sees you. And it's really interesting because She talks about how all these different personality tests talk about how you see the world and your perspective, where her personality tests show how the world sees you and sees your brand. And it helps you pull out strengths and things about yourself that you might not see, but the world sees. So then you can tap into those some more and, and really just learn more about yourself inside and out. So she is just amazing. Again, her name is Sally Hogshead. Perfect. Yeah, I'm going to have to add that into the show notes here so people can yeah, put that Yeah, so people can put that onto their reading list for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, let's get into narrowing down our passions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I hear a lot from the listeners and followers on uh, my Instagram account about how they are in love with so many different things but they can't settle on just one pathway or one passion to pursue. What's mm-hmm. your what's your advice here? Mhm. Yeah, so my advice is that you really don't have to narrow down your passions as much as you might think because if you want to make an authentic brand as as we say it here, you have to show your true self. 
And it wasn't until I started living my truth and sharing all my fangirl moments, but also the marketing moments and all these different things that I felt like I was being myself. So I would say definitely have a niche, like have an underlying message for the majority of your content and all of your posts and inject that type of, of voice and, and tie it back to what your niche is. But don't be afraid to show different elements of your of your personality. Like today um, is it's my wedding anniversary. So I, I, you know, I primarily talk about marketing and branding and pop culture, but I wasn't afraid to share a picture of my husband and I on our on our wedding day. And I feel like if you really want to be authentic and uh, build relationships with your audience, you have to show all those aspects of yourself. Otherwise it is just a facade. So don't put so much pressure on yourself that you only have to focus on one thing. Just narrow it down to one overarching theme and just hit on it 80 to 90% of the time. And, and it'll all just fall into place. Exactly right. No, you're, you're a hundred percent right. Because <laughs> I think in a lot of our, um, searching for the, the right caption or the right words to say, or the right message mm -hmm. to send, if you just show up, you show your face, you mm -hmm. let your voice be heard. I think that can just amplify your message. Uh, because at the end of the day, we are, and we are selling something, right? Mm -hmm. We are eventually going to go for that sale. But in the meantime, it's that, you know, my digital open for business sign, I am, yeah. you know, posting that and I am here, I'm your resource and I love it. So let's talk about um, how you are just queen at constantly <laughs> monitoring, monitoring trends and news stories. And then you incorporate these stories into your content. So I know we mentioned a little bit earlier in the episode about the Christmas card crying kid when he's on Santa's lap trend and how mm -hmm. you used that in one of your posts and turned into a blog. Um, mm -hmm. And then there was another example of uh, you riffed on in defense of the Peloton ad that was like Peloton gate where that blew up. And then um, what you posted about dancing with the stars behind the scenes footage with James Vanderbeek that also broke the Internet. So so explain, number one, how you're able to do this. What are your tips for someone who really wants to create memorable content? Mm hmm. Yeah. So these are all pieces of news and information that whether I had a blog or not, these are still things I would probably read and enjoy consuming. And I just, I started looking at them from a different perspective and said to myself, okay, how can I take what I'm already thinking about these things that I'm reading and the fun I'm having when I watch these videos or see this content and just share my own perspective with my audience. So I'm always, you know, since I love pop culture, I'm always reading the news and seeing what's trending. And what's topical in the news is also going to be topical when you reshare your post or share your perspective or, or your blog content about it. And there's another book called Contagious by uh, Jonah Berger. And I talk about this in my classes. He, he, has written this book that dissects why things catch on and why things go viral. And one of the points that he brings up is this point called triggers. And he says, what's top of mind is tip of tongue. So 
when I wrote about that Peloton ad, Peloton was a very topical trigger trending, uh, trending topic going on. If I were to write and share that same post about Peloton and have written the exact same perspective and shared it even now a month or, or two months later, it wouldn't have taken off. It wouldn't have even really gotten noticed. You have to sort of strike while the iron is hot and be topical while something is is in the news, at least for me personally with personally with a pop culture niche. But it's also just such a fun rush if you can participate in conversation and, and share your perspective because we all we all see things in the news and have perspectives. So why not tweet it out or write about it and just be part of that conversation? Yeah, absolutely. I just love the fact that you can make such a, a seamless transition between the tip of the tongue and the news jacking idea, <laughs> like that seamless transition into learning a lesson. Mm -hmm. I think that is part of your genius as well, because a lot of times we can maybe comment on something that's happening on uh, in the news, but it doesn't really... It, it doesn't really bring forward anything that we can learn from or mm. that we can maybe implement like, okay, why do I care about this? I've, I've seen right. it 20 different times in 10 different news outlets. Why, what does this apply to my life? So mm -hmm. I think, especially when you did the post about the, the kids crying on, on Santa's <laughs> lap and like mm -hmm. how to leverage that, that, um, that momentum or that, that feeling that is captured in, in those, like, uh, those awkward moments yeah. uh, and then apply it to your business, I think mm -hmm. it is gold. So yeah. yeah, I love it. So I want to talk about, um, getting into content creation. So okay. yes, you are creating content at a massive scale. I think every uh -huh. side gig <laughs> entrepreneur kind of feels the pressure to get this done in some way or another. So um, your best tips for creating more content with less effort. I actually just did an episode about um, how to make more money with less hustle. And I kind of touched mm -hmm. on some of the points here, but I would love to hear your perspective on, uh, on this topic. Yeah. So my perspective, I am actually going to borrow it from Gary V because my favorite content tips that align with this come from him. Uh, one of his tips is something called document don't create. So what this means is instead of putting so much pressure on yourself to drop everything you're doing and come up with these perfect content ideas and script them out A to Z and, you know, just have perfect content the entire time, he says, that's, that's creating content. That is very actively sitting down and putting all this pressure on yourself to create something perfect and awesome. And instead, what Gary Vee or Gary Vaynerchuk says to do is just document what you're already doing. And he's the king of this. You've seen him when he's out doing uh, public speaking or recording his podcast. He'll just let everyone be a fly on the wall for the interviews he's doing or the podcast he's recording. And he just brings people along and documents what he's already up to. So if no matter what your side gig is, maybe you uh, make t-shirts. Uh, so instead of just dropping everything and making this super polished video about 
your t-shirts that you make, show people your process as you're making the t-shirts. Talk about the orders you're getting and why why this is a trend or why people might be ordering this and just show people behind the scenes and take them through what you're already doing. Yeah, I love that so much. I think the behind the scenes and the documenting, not creating is so critical mm-hmm. because ironically, I am videoing this interview and you better <laughs> believe it's going on my Instagram stories. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it, exactly. So it's it's working smarter, not harder. And mm-hmm. I think as side gig entrepreneurs, you know, this is not our only means of, uh, I just say, making money, right? We also have Mm -hmm. possibly a full-time job with a salary and we also have to pay attention to that too. The other thing that, that Gary Vee says is he, he talks about something called micro content, which is where you take a piece of long form content, such as a blog, a podcast, a long form video, and you chop it up and disperse it across your other channels over time. So for example, maybe you're a photographer and you put together this long form blog post that's five photo editing apps you have to try, for instance. So, okay, you've shown five tips in your blog post. Now that has the potential to be five individual uh, Instagram posts or five individual 30 second uh, IGTV stories or five different tweets where you talk about each one. So create long form content and then scatter it out and spread out some of your points on your content calendar. So it it just becomes a gift that keeps on giving. Oh, yes. Just like throwing that (laughs) glitter out into the audience. Just like, yeah, just like, okay, (laughs) here it is. I'm going to just space it out. And and I think, too, it's so smart because it's saving time. And Mm -hmm. the the more that I connect with everybody on social media and also here on the on the podcast, everyone's like, well, I I need more time to do stuff. All right, here you go. Brianne just gave you a ninja tip to save you some time. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So another question relating to branding, why is it so important to show your face on social media and to actually be be the face of your brand? Yeah. So it's funny. I read a book about this recently called About Face by Dan Hill. There's another another book there for you. And it was just talking about the positive effects of actually showing up and showing your, your face and and people in your branding. And there's there's scientific evidence that ads and content that show people smiling and just show real faces creates more of a connection. So I've seen, myself included, I've, I've done this before and, and I'm trying to break the habit, but I will just kind of hide behind my content and I'll, I'll post an Instagram story, for instance, where I, I'm panning the room with a video or I'm, I'm filming something and then I'll just type text on top of it and explain my perspective and describe what I'm seeing. When instead, it'll be so much more powerful if you take the photo, shoot the video or whatever, and then you show your face and kind of narrate or add your commentary face to face. It's just going to help you build that relationship better than just doing so with a comment and just with your words. If you want people to get to know you, you they have to see you smile. They have to see your enthusiasm. They have to kind of look into your eyes, even though it's, it's through a screen. It's going to go a, a long way. 
Yeah, that is so true because I see it over and over and over again. I see all these written, <laughs> even the stronger brand, like really well-established brands mm-hmm. are, are still doing that. And I think mm-hmm. the way that you win and that you run fast and you can be nimble as a side gig entrepreneur is for you to be able to show your face, your voice. And I think I I said it in one of the prior episodes. Oh, episode 18. It's Uh kind of a harsh thing to say, but I said, if you are not willing for your face or your voice to be heard, you're pretty much irrelevant because because people want to connect with people. So I think it's brilliant. Uh Yeah. And again, which is why I think Instagram is such a like, yes, it's super addictive and can be overwhelming, but it's such a powerful way to connect with people because case in point Brienne I feel like you're being my BFF even though I never (laughs) met you before so so I I love it too the sidekick central podcast is powered by drive it away the only rental car company built around rideshare drivers so that you can rent to own your vehicle visit driveitaway.com for more details i've had some listeners recently saying that they're they're a little bit hesitant to start a side gig because they feel like they don't have the right credentials like i'm just an amateur i'm an imposter i don't feel, i don't have the right degree i don't have the right education to be speaking on this topic like who do I think I am? (laughs) So how can somebody move forward with their side gig, even though they feel like A, they don't have the chops or B, the formal education to back it up? Mm -hmm. I think the thing with this is that everyone suffers from imposter syndrome sometimes and everyone starts as a beginner and no one gets to really advance and become super great at what they do unless they start. So you just have to get out there and start publishing and showing people what you know. And that's the great thing about building your personal brand is you control the narrative and you're able to demonstrate what you know and what you can do without necessarily having the formal education. The formal education, I mean, that I'm a professor, but I, I can say this here. I think that sometimes that's just a piece of paper if you're not doing the work, if you're not backing it up and showing people. So use your channels that we're empowered with to blow people away with what you know and what you're interested in, because no one is going to see you as an expert if you don't start publicly demonstrating your knowledge in this way. And that's that's how you build trust and start to build an audience with your side gig is people will start to follow you and say, Hey, I, I really see this person knows what they're doing. They they're making great t-shirts or they're taking great photos or whatever it is that they're, that they're doing. You've, you've demonstrated your ability. So use the channels at your fingertips to do that. Yeah. And I think also too, now that we have all of these great tools and outlets where we can flex our muscles and show our skills and publicly demonstrate what we're good at. I Mm -hmm. mean, now more than ever, it's like, come on guys, just get out there and Mm -hmm. publish your, just hit post, hit share, whatever the button is, tweet, whatever it is. Yeah. (laughs) Get in the arena. Theodore Roosevelt would say. Yeah, that's right. That's another great quote. Oh man, yes. coming coming with all the. I feel like I need a bibliography at the end of this episode. <laughs> I need a works cited page for right? Professor Fleming. Here we go. MLA so, format. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, you're bringing me back to English class here. 
We are now into our Never Would I Ever segment. This oh is the part of the show where I ask every single guest in their area of expertise this one single question, Never Would I Ever. So, Brianne, here we go. Brianne, when it comes to creating a brand for my side gig, Never Would I Ever... Be something I'm not. Yes. Ooh, good. (laughs) That's how I felt when I first started, when I first started branching out and said, okay, I don't have this corporate job to fall back on. I need to reinvent myself and be, be this person over here for this brand. And then I need to have my fangirl stuff over here. And I just was creating so many different extensions of myself. And at the end of the day, I just said, you know what? This is me. I'm not going to have a personal account and a professional account and this one over here, this one over there. I just need to be me and tie it all back and and tie it back to marketing, which is the overall theme for my content. But at the end of the day, I still feel like myself. So that's what I encourage everyone to do is just lean into who you already are, tap into your quirks, whatever you think makes you weird or stand out or different. That's actually what makes you memorable and what people are going to resonate with. Absolutely. And speaking of memorable, I have watched a couple of your IGTV videos and your Uh tell me why (laughs) Wednesdays. I love the fact that you were like straight up saying it. You were like, tell me why Wednesdays. I was like, yes, yes. Get it. Get it. It's so good. And and then I would learn something. Okay, guys, are you getting the lesson? You do something that's really speaking to your personality and then you teach something something gold that is Mm -hmm. content gold that is why you absolutely need to follow Brienne on Instagram (laughs) I cannot stress that point enough but um, actually uh, Brienne can you let the listeners know a what is your Instagram account so that they can all go and follow you and get all of your knowledge bombs that have been wrapped (laughs) up in glitter and nostalgia and B what is your website (laughs) absolutely so my uh, Instagram Instagram handle and Twitter is Brienne2K. That's B-R-I-A-N-N-E, the number two and the letter K, like Y2K for all the early 2000s nostalgia. And um, my website is Brienne Fleming. That's Fleming with one M. And my podcast is, um, is called the Making the Brand Podcast. So you can find all of that. And I also have an online course called Crush Your Content Calendar available on my website where you can take some of the things we've discussed here and apply it to building your own content calendar. So I look forward to some of the side gig gang to come follow me and and connect. This has been so much fun. Yes. Oh my gosh. Please go ahead and connect with Brienne. You will not regret it. And yes, I am very silly as a fellow podcaster for not shouting out your podcast. However, I I did, I do mention it in the intro. um, And I, I mentioned the fact that your titles for your (laughs) episodes are, are ridiculous no they're so good (laughs) I just go through I'm like oh yes so so hilarious I think the one that you talked it's oh pumpkin spice up your life I mean guys spice girls I mean I grew up in the 90s and it's just oh so good Brienne thank you so much for your time this was a this was a blast as I knew
knew it would be <laughs> and uh, absolutely will um, follow up with you for some more phenomenal branding advice. Thank you so much, Brienne. Thank you. Happy to help. And thank you to all the listeners. Thank you for, for having me on. This has been a blast. Thanks so much for listening to the Side Gig Central podcast. You can dive into the show notes for this episode and for all past episodes at SideGeekCentral.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll talk to you very soon. And by the way, keep up that side hustle because it looks good on you.